Hi, I'm Laurie Jacobson, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. And this is episode 660. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak, and this is On Screen and Beyond, the show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week on our Halloween special, we are going to be talking to author Laurie Jacobson. Lori has been a guest here at On Screen and Beyond. The last time she was here was uh, earlier in the this year, and we were talking about Top of the Mountain, The Beatles at Shea Stadium, 1965. So if you want to check out a good book, go ahead and listen to that one. Uh, read that one. Listen to the episode, too, but read the book. Uh, you know, Get it. It's still available and everything. And uh, Lori has done a lot of different books, but for our Halloween special, we're talking with her about Hollywood Haunted. But not just Hollywood Haunted. That's when it came out in 1994. This time, it's been re-released. She has re-released it with more stories, more pictures, a lot of great stuff in there. Kind of kind of spooky. <laughs> but uh, anyways, Hollywood Haunted, the author's cut. Be sure to get ready to check that out. And Laurie is joining us in a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond. So I hope you're going to stick around for that. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Laurie's always fun to have on the show. So uh, we're going to be checking that out. And uh, like I say, it's kind of spooky. A lot of good stuff in there. So get ready for that. Hope you've been having a good week. And uh, we've had some uh, different things going on here at On Screen and Beyond. Trying to get things updated and everything. I have... Uh, like I said last week, we now have On Screen or Beyond merchandise. So just in time for the holidays, you can get it and uh, order it and get it. And just go to onscreenorbeyond.com. And on the uh, top of the page, you have you know our little buttons there. And one says On Screen and Beyond Merchandise. That's where you want to go. You click that, it takes you to the website that has all the information and all the, you can buy it there, you can order it and everything, or you can call. They have a number you can call. Or, uh, you know, if you want uh, different things with the on-screen and beyond logos, because we have several, we have the original one of on-screen and beyond, and we have the new one, and we have the new one with the blue burst background. So depending on what you're getting or what you want you can get any of those with different things on it, uh, T-shirts and hoodies and glasses and mugs and uh, hats and a whole bunch of other stuff. So be sure to check that out. And you can go around with a, a really cool hat or a really cool sweatshirt or whatever you like, you know. So uh, check that out. It'll help us here at On Screen and Beyond keep things going. And uh, as far as going, we have a lot of stuff coming your way. And this week's episode of On Screen and Beyond has some interesting stuff. Now, it seems like the, uh, the you know, they're, they're on strike, the actors, and the studios aren't paying attention to them. They are negotiating still. Hopefully this weekend they were saying they were going to try to uh, settle up something. So maybe that'll come our way. But it seems like there's still a lot of information coming out about movies with new actors and filming and everything else. So uh, 
you know, it's kind of uh, not sure what's going on. But anyways, we'll get you all the information on that coming up in a few minutes right here, as well as, uh, you know, things coming out on streaming and DVD and stuff like that. So if you're a first time listener here at On Screen or Beyond, thank you for joining us. Hope you'll keep listening to On Screen or Beyond. Go back to onscreenorbeyond.com. Go into our rerun section. We have a lot of different episodes that uh, go back to when we first started here at On Screen and Beyond and amazing guests we've had. Carl Reiner was on the show. Mickey Rooney was on the show. Bob Barker. Uh, and, and, and it just goes on and on of all the different people we've had. So I hope you'll check those all out. Very interesting people and a lot of fun to listen to. So hope you'll check those out. Or if you're on your podcast uh, streamer, wherever you're getting uh, the episodes of On Screen or Beyond, whether it be Apple or Spotify or, or Podbeam or whatever, you know, they're, they, they're, we're on everything just about, I guess. So uh, you can check there. Uh, they mostly, you know, usually have all of our past episodes on there. So you can check those out there too. But uh, it's easy to go to On Screen or Beyond. We also have pictures of all the people who we have on, you know, some of the pictures with, uh, if they're from an older show or something, you'll have pictures of them. So you'll recognize them and everything. So it's a lot of fun to go look through that just to see the pictures. But uh, it's uh, something you can check out on screen and So Hope you'll join us there. And each week, we have an episode of On Screen and Beyond coming your way. Uh, I'm going to be taking some time off during the holidays, of course, uh, like everybody else. So uh, we'll uh, piece in here and there. And uh, But we still got more things coming your way. So uh, great guests coming up next week, too. So get ready for that. All right. What do you say? Let's get into it. It's time for remakes, sequels, and prequels right here on On Screen and Beyond. <laughs> Director David Fincher says he will not rule out a sequel to The Social Network. That was 2010's Oscar-winning film. And the upcoming Disney live-action remake of Snow White has been pushed back. Now, it was to be released March 22nd of 2024. They've pushed it back now to March 21st. 2025. Lionsgate is moving ahead with their Highlander reboot with Henry Cavell. And another Stephen King story is coming our way. It's in the works, The Life of Chuck. And it has Karen Gillian of the Guardians of the Galaxy and Jacob Tremblay of the Toxic Avenger joining the cast. And that's it for remakes, sequels, and prequels. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, upcoming new movies. Upcoming new movies, Jason Statham will star in Levon's Trade. It's an action film written by Sylvester Stallone. And Michael Shannon, Eva Longoria, and Louis Guzman will star in a dark comedy called Dead Guy. And look for Guy Ritchie's action film. It's currently with no title yet. It will star Jake Gyllenhaal, Henry Cavell, speaking of him, and Isa Gonzalez. And filming wraps up this week in Spain. And that's it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, movies and TV on DVD and streaming. Movies and TV on DVD and streaming. Well, it looks like My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3 will land on DVD, Blu-ray, and digital on October 31st. And South Park, the complete 26th season, waddles on to Blu-ray and DVD on November 7th. Joe Pickett, Season 2, arrives on DVD on November 7th. November 21st, Saw 10 hits the 4K 
Blu-ray and DVD market, and The White Lotus, the complete second season, comes to DVD on November 21st. That's it for Movies and TV on DVD and Streaming. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, TV and Entertainment Time. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is Mike Farrell. You're listening to On Screen and Beyond. TV and entertainment time. Well, Apple TV Plus will bring us Monarch Legacy of Monsters. It's based on Legendary's Monster Universe, and it stars Kurt Russell. And Don McLean of American Pie Song Fame has released the new Christmas album, and it's available right now. And sadly, Richard Mull, Bull from the original Night Court series, has died at the age of 80. Also, actor Richard Roundtree, known for his role in 1971 in the film Shaft, has passed at the age of 81. And Matthew Perry of Friends has died at the age of 54. And that's it for TV and Entertainment Time. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we're going to sit down and talk with Laurie Jacobson. Laurie has a book out. It is Come Out Again, okay? From 1994, when she first wrote it, she has taken it, expanded it, added more spooky stories. It's Hollywood Haunted, the author's cut. And we're going to talk with Laurie about that. Going to give us some information about different people, places, and things around Hollywood that are haunted, and some great stories about those. Laurie Jacobson, coming up next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Today on On Screen and Beyond, on our Halloween special... We have as our guest an author and Hollywood historian who has given us Top of the Mountain, The Beatles, at Shea Stadium, 1965, Dishing Hollywood, Timmy's in the Well, and other books. Her book, Hollywood Haunted, was released in 1994 and is out once again as Hollywood Haunted, The Author's Cut. To fill us in on the book and all haunted people, places, and things in Hollywood, it's Lori Jacobson. Lori, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Hey, Brian. Thanks. It's great to be back. Yeah. It's nice to have you here. As a fellow Beatle fan, <laughs> I always enjoy having you on here. It's nice to have you back. Talk about perfect Halloween show about Hollywood Haunted. 
Yes, I'm really excited about it. As you said, and it blows my mind, the book first came out in the 90s. <laughs> and um, and it is, you know, far and away my most popular book of, of all the books I've written. Um, but when it was first published, uh, the publisher wanted to keep it short. And so they cut a bunch of chapters, not for content, but just for length. And then uh, it was in print for 19 years, which was an amazing run. And then they just decided to shelve it. And um, I finally got the rights back to it and decided to re-release it. But how could I make it different and better and more exciting? And I went back to the chapters that they had cut, and I really loved them. And they were full of great information and history and some really spooky stuff. And uh, so I decided to, uh, I not only added more content to some of the chapters they originally published, but I added back all of these chapters that they had cut. Hmm. And hence, the author's cut. Yes. I had a chance to read it. And it's a fascinating book. It's just got so much stuff and, you know, kind of creepy stuff <laughs> too. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, w the thing is when, when you, um, you know, you learn so much about the history of the town and the era and the place, uh, when you uh, delve into who is still haunting that place. Mm -hmm. And that's what's really fun for me. So, um, you know, I just love Hollywood history, and uh, and so yeah, and there is there's some pretty creepy stuff in there. Oh yeah, and and oh, I just wanted to mention that this is episode six hundred and sixty only. <laughs> it's too bad if I hadn't done five other episodes, <laughs> this would be six six six. But I was just looking at that, and it's like, oh, wow, this, that would have been cool if it had been 666. But, uh, yeah, no, the, 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 the stuff that you have in it, I don't know what was added, because I don't remember what the, you know, I don't, didn't see the original one. Uh, but, sure. But some of the stuff you have in here, it's like, wow, this is, this is really, it's interesting. And I got to tell you, the pictures, I, I love seeing old Hollywood or anything like that, and the pictures alone that you have in this book are incredible. Seeing, you know, from 1923, uh, an area of uh, of um, Hollywood, you know, some of the, the hotels and the the haunted spaces that you've seen, you know, that you had in it. And uh, another thing I was amazed at is, and maybe it's still there, but I did. I was out there last a couple of years ago, anyways, and we walked. Uh, you know, up in, I don't know where I was, but we were walking and you could see the uh, Hollywood sign. But in your, your book, you've got a picture of a, a monastery. Oh, is that yeah. still Is that still there? Oh, yeah. Oh, because I never really, maybe at the angle we were at, because we were up in the, the canyon areas and we, were, we could see the sign off to the side. So we weren't looking the same direction. But I, I never noticed that there was that building there. So, but some just seeing your pictures are just incredible. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I, I love the pictures too. 
courtesy of my partner, Mark Wanamaker, who has, you know, a world-class archive of uh, Hollywood photos. Um, but, yeah, that that's an area called Beechwood Canyon, where the Hollywood sign is at the top. And um, I lived there for close to... 25 years and I and a lot of writers live up there it's quiet I mean you're just a block and a half really from Hollywood Boulevard and all the craziness down there but up in the canyon you know there's wild animals and it's peaceful and Mm -hmm. sort of everybody knows everybody and um, it, it was a lovely place but who knew in the uh, early development of the area in the early 20s that it attracted several spiritual organizations? One was this monastery that you speak of, which is still there, um, although I hear it's closed now very recently. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was just... Um, a small group of nuns from another country, and, oh, they made the best pumpkin bread, and you could always go there and buy bread from these nuns. And um, But in the 20s, they established their monastery there, and then up the street um, was the Cretona Society, which was part of the British Theosophical Society, and they gave lectures and had exorcisms and seances, and I actually found people um, who attended these things, you know, you know, we're talking a hundred years ago, but when I first wrote the book, in the 90s, <laughs> I found people who attended talks there and, um, and, and told me of all the strange goings on. And then above that, there's um, the Vedanta Center. There's another one out in Santa Monica, and um, it's, um, uh, you know, a Swamis run it, and uh, um, it's it's quite well known. And uh, two authors that lived in the area, Aldous Huxley and Christopher Isherwood, went there regularly to chant with the monks. Hmm. And um, I'm leaving out one. Oh, and there, and then around the corner on Argyle Street, um, there was a priest who regularly performed exorcisms. And I'm thinking, you know, all of these places, they're literally within walking distance of each other. And I thought, what was the big draw? I mean, Los Angeles is a huge place. Why? were all of these spiritual organizations attracted to this particular area. And in the center of this area is the most haunted house and stories that I came across in all my studies there. So what is that about, right? Wow. Right in the center of it. I mean, right in the center of it, there is a house... I call it the Hollymont House because it is on a little street called Hollymont. 
And I mean, you know, I worked with psychics and parapsychologists and, um, I worked with a parapsychologist named Barry Taff, who is quite renowned in his field. And this was in 45 years of, of, uh, studying um, the the most outrageous case he'd ever encountered. I mean, literally things were, he walked in the house and things were flying through the air. Books, phones, um, you know, he said he was hungry and bananas flew out of the kitchen and landed at his feet. (laughs) Um, um, I really believe that the uh, Spirit there um, didn't like female presences in the house, and um, one woman was there uh, when Barry was there investigating, and a chair scooted across the room, pinned her to the wall. A pitcher came out of the kitchen full of water and dumped it on her. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> um uh news news uh reporters came to cover the story and literally a you know an an enormous dictionary like the kind you would see in a library that weighed you know 40 pounds um opened like a bird flapping and chased this reporter down the Z-shaped steps. I mean, you know, there was no way it could be hooked to strings or wires. You know, it wasn't even a straight path. I mean, she ran screaming from the place. Wow. Um, You know, the electricity is fine in every other house on the street, but in at the Hollymont house, it's flickering. It's off. It's, you know, doors are locked from, from the inside. Um, Dr. Taff was, uh, embraced by a woman in bed. He spent nine nights there. Oh, I'm telling you it, the story just goes on and on. Hmm. Um, it's wild. And um, we did go back to the house um, uh, with uh, in some recent years, and uh, and we had more experiences. Although things had calmed down tremendously since then, um, you know, absolutely things moved and uh, you know, apported in front of our eyes. Um, it's it's really and and it, things started happening in the house next door to that house as well, which Barry discovered when he lived in the house for nine days, and with some further investigation, they found tunnels underneath the house that led up the hill, and now tunnels are not. I found are not uncommon, especially during prohibition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you, you'd find stills um, back up in these tunnels and stuff. But um, in this particular house, they found the grave of a woman, hmm. and it simply says Regina on the grave, and the year I believe it was nineteen twenty-four. 
And what was that about? You know, I just, we we have no idea. We have absolutely no idea. And we couldn't investigate further because the tunnels were um, not safe to be in. But I wondered, you know, who would bother to mark this grave as well as it was marked um, and yet hide it, you know, and was that a monk? Was that a nun? Did did a woman have an affair with with a monk and become pregnant? And I, you know, I, we we just don't know. We yeah. had a million guesses, but we'll never know. Wow, huh? Now, now of all the different things in your book, and 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 oh, I want to mention that while uh, you mentioned that uh, some people ended up running away from the house. That happened a lot. It, it seems like when I was reading this, a lot of people just, you know, something happened and boom, they were gone. They, they, they just, goodbye. I'm not standing around to find out what's going on. We'll see you. Well, actually, and that was my first experience. Um, this is what started me um, on my ghostly pursuits. Um we were, uh, I was uh, part of a, a historical preservation society in L.A., and we were going to give tours of the grand movie palaces left on Hollywood Boulevard. And, of course, Grauman's Chinese Theater was the first place we went. And so we were there early one morning um, before they were open, and we were getting a tour of the theater uh, and deciding where we were going to place our guides and what we were going to say. And our guide, I was there with like five other guys, and the guide uh, explained to us that before um, the movie, there was a live presentation <clears throat> with up to 200 actors on the stage before the movie. Excuse me. So, and she said, if any of you want to go backstage behind the movie screen and check that area out, you know, be my guest. So I thought, I'm never going to get this opportunity again. So I went up there, and I didn't see anything special. It was all storage, and I was kind of disappointed. And I climbed down off the stage and went back up the aisle, and without speaking, all of us were compelled to turn back toward the stage. And where I had been standing... Something was standing there. Now, we couldn't see it, but its hands grasped the ceiling to floor velvet drape. And we could see the impressions of the hands in the drape. Mm-hmm. And it picked the that section up and shook it very angrily. <laughs> and I set a new land speed record running <laughs> for the lobby. I mean, I was like, what the hell is that? <laughs> and I found out later that uh, a former employee of the theater took his life, guess where, behind the movie screen. He uh, hanged himself there somewhere in the 1950s. And, you know, when you pick a spot, a public spot to do that, it it held some special significance for him. His name was Fritz. Hmm. 
and uh, uh, he didn't. He let me know that he didn't like me going back there. Wow, jeez! Uh, you know, I'm looking over the names of the people that you you had in the book that you did stories on. Uh, you know, so people know that uh, Bessie Love. A lot of people may not know who she was because that's from the silent movie era. But uh, Clifton Webb, Elkie Summer, Ozzy Nelson, Ricky Nelson, Tracy Nelson, uh, Errol Flynn, Lucille Ball, uh, and then the different studios, the hauntings of the studios and the restaurants and the hotels. You've got so many different things in here. Of all the things, the stories that you have in here, is there one in particular that raises the hair on the back of your neck that you know sort of spooks you out a little more than the others? Any of those? Um, one that I recently, that I just added this time around is the Elkie Summer haunting. Mm -hmm. Um, she and her husband, Joe Himes, who was uh, a writer in Hollywood, um, rented a house and they may have purchased it now. I've forgotten. Um, but, uh, underneath the bedroom, uh, was the dining room, and every night when they went to sleep, they heard like a party happening in the dining room. They heard the chairs, you know, p- p- back and forth on the floor, like people were seating themselves or getting up, and they heard voices, and it just grew and grew. I mean, they taped it. They uh, they tried to. Um, They heard that uh, if you want to get rid of a ghost, redecorate, because they don't like that. Well, that really kicked things up. They kept seeing the ghost of a man in the house. Other people stayed in the house, saw the ghost of a man, um, you know, windows flying open in the middle of the night, um, uh, you know, a lot, the whole thing with the lights on and off. But it escalated so much that um, a fire broke out in the middle of the dining room table. You know, that's mm-hmm. like impossible. After they had done the uh, redecorating in the dining room and only that room was damaged and, you know, the wallpaper and the new lighting fixtures, everything was ruined and they were sound asleep and um, someone began pounding on their bedroom door. And that's what woke them up, and they realized the house was on fire, and they had to climb out the second-story window and and escape. And, uh, you know, Joe Himes said, clearly they wanted us out of the house. They didn't want us dead, but they wanted us gone, and we left. They le- oh, yeah, they left. <laughs> Just boom. <laughs> yeah, Don't have to ask twice. <laughs> went running. They scooped up their little dog and got the hell out of there. That was it. They tried to stay. They really tried, you know, but it, it just became un- completely untenable. Hi, this is Dr. Demento, and you're listening to On Screen and Beyond. You also had something about George Reeves in there, uh, who played yeah, Superman. And, 
Yes. Um, years later, uh, Joe Himes had the opportunity to investigate what he heard was a haunting at George Reeves' house. And of course, you know, everyone is, you know, was he murdered or was it suicide? Um, I personally think he was murdered, and a lot of people agree with me. Mm-hmm. And that is a, a reason for a ghost to stick around. You know, ghosts stick around for very human reasons. So if he was murdered and it was never solved and it was devastating to the millions of um, fans who were children that George Reeves would commit suicide and he was very dedicated to his fans. So it would be something that was terribly upsetting to him and a reason like Superman, he was seeking truth, justice and the American way solve my murder. And so he was seen in the house for years afterward. Um, and, uh, you know, the same thing, lights on when nobody was in there, um, is seen in his costume, um, f- full on, uh, in his Superman costume. Um, one couple was renting the place and they had another couple over for cocktails and they heard all this noise upstairs and they went to the upstairs bedroom and it had been torn apart. I mean, the, the mattress was over here and the chairs were overturned and everything torn up and they, the four people put that room back together and they went back downstairs and all their drinks had been carried into the kitchen. Like, get out. <laughs> and they did. Wow. And the, the, another four people go running from the house. Mm-hmm. Um, but interestingly enough, I got access to the house with Dr. Taff um, shortly after the movie came out, Hollywoodland, with um, Ben Affleck mm-hmm. playing George Reeves. Do you recall yes. that? Oh, film? yes. Yeah. A, um they, uh, you know, pretty much handled it in a beautiful way um, and represented him as a, um honest and forthright guy who probably did not commit suicide um, and who was a caring, uh, respectable individual. And... After that, George Reeves' ghost was not seen in the house. Hmm. And I really believe he felt like that was the best he was going to get. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. After all these years. Yeah. Uh, And I think he appreciated the... um, the image that they put forth of him in that film, and, and it released him. Yeah. Yeah, years ago, uh, I had Jack Larson on the show, who played Jimmy Olsen on oh, the Adventures of Oh, wonderful man. And, uh, yeah, he, I mean, he, he just gave me a plethora of, of information. You know, he just, you know, had so many great stories. And he, he's, he was talking about the, and I'm doing air quotes right now, <laughs> the suicide. He, he didn't believe that it, that's what happened, you know, either, that he, he feels that he was murdered. Yes, and and I was very dear friends with Noel Neal. Oh, yes. 
um, who played Lois Lane, and she by she and Jack Larson were friends forever. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and she she was in agreement. You know, he was engaged to be married. He uh, he had re-signed to do um, Superman in color. Uh, it was coming back. He, you know, had a big engagement in Australia. Um, you know, he he wasn't hurting for money. He was happy. Mm. He had things to look forward to. Um, so, yeah, it didn't make any sense. But he dabbled with a lot of the ladies. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, um, and one of them who bought him that house and his car and many other things, and suddenly he's engaged to be married to some other woman, um, yeah, I think he uh, he angered some people. Yeah, I'd say that's not a good combination. <laughs> yeah, I mean, someone cut the brakes on his car several weeks before. There were a lot of uh, phone calls to his house that, um, you know, when he answered, they hung up like they were trying to know his schedule when he was home. Um and also, you know, he was shot uh, in the head by uh, a gun that was 12 to 16 inches away. And, you know, when you're going to kill yourself. <laughs> right. You're going <laughs> to. Yeah. That's not. The, but that is the position you're in if you're struggling with someone who mm-hmm. has a gun. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Poor George. Yeah. Yeah. But, and there's so many different stories that you have in this book. You know, we've just touched a little teeny, you know, piece of it. There's just so many fascinating things in there. And like I say, you go in, you even go into the the, the haunted old west. I mean, you didn't stick with just the the uh, you know the people or the restaurants or the hotels or studios. You you go all the way back to the west, the old west. Yeah. Well. You know, it's the history of California, and those guys, they stuck around, you know. They were still looking for their hidden gold, gold and yeah. treasures, <laughs> and, you know. Yeah. So, so it, yeah, it was, it was really fascinating, and I, I had a great time learning about, uh, learning about early California. Oh, and one of my favorite images was this um, old studio that was that when it was a silent film studio, the noises that people heard on the main stage were not a problem. But when it became a, a studio with talkies, uh, the banging that they constantly heard was became a problem. And so they finally tore uh, during a remodeling. They uh, took apart the main stage and they found a body. Hmm. And once they removed that body, the knocking stopped, you know, and the banging stopped. It's, again, very human. Hey, I'm here. I'm right. unmarked. I'm not recognized, you know. And as soon as they they discovered this person and gave them a proper burial, um, all of that noise stopped. But one night, the head of the studio was walking through that main studio and a bright light emanated from a corner and he looked over and there was a silent 
movie scene being filmed. <clears throat> the actors were on the stage, and, you know, the cameraman with the old kind of camera that you hand-cranked. Yeah. And I just loved that. You know, I just loved that old Hollywood was still happening. Right. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Gee. Now, Lori, where can people get this book? It is going to be available this week for the first time, just in time for Halloween, on Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com. And people should definitely And go. you can... Oh, go ahead. Oh, and by the way, Brian, I didn't mean to interrupt, but uh, if you want a signed copy, just write me at my website, which is lauriejacobson.com, or write me on Facebook, and um, I'm happy to uh, give you a, an autographed copy. Makes a perfect gift. <laughs> yes, I was, I was going to ask that, because I, you know, a lot of people write these books, and then you know, people like to have it signed, you know? so that's, uh, that's great that you brought that up. Thank you. I would love to do that. Yeah. And now, Lori, uh, taking us away from your writing and all the books, you know, I, I, I listed a few at the uh, introduction. That's just a little teeny bit of the ones that you've done. But uh, taking us away from all that, and I'm guessing that recently you probably have had a chance to uh, watch a lot of movies and TV shows. So uh, when you Take time to watch movies and things. What's your favorite movies now and of the past? And what's your favorite TV shows now and of the past? Ooh, well, my favorite film of all time is Sunset Boulevard. Mm -hmm. um, Gloria Swanson, Billy Wilder. And the fabulous William Holden. That is, and there is so much Hollywood history hidden within the film. I learn something, you know, every time I watch it, um, which is exactly what Billy Wilder was going through. So that is my favorite film of all time. Mm -hmm. And, ooh, my favorite TV show of all time. So difficult. Very difficult. Oh, <laughs> I'm unprepared with an answer. That's all right. What, what about, uh, do you have any suggestions of shows that uh, you may have been just recently, you know, watching over and over, binging them, uh, that people, you know, I always like to get suggestions for, you know, good things that, you know, you watch and other people may enjoy hear, hearing about. Um, just watched a really interesting film called Fair Play. Mm-hmm which I really enjoyed. And, you know, I used to, um, be, I used to do stand-up comedy, and I was a waitress uh, at the comedy store, which is also in your book. so unbelievably haunted. <laughs> I was going to say, it's in your book. <laughs> um, yeah, that's where I learned how haunted it was. Wow. Um, but I was there really during the golden age of comedy. I mean, Richard Pryor was there every night, and, you know, Mick Jagger and Bette Midler and Peter O'Toole were all coming in to see him. Wow. And, you know, un unknown comics like Jerry Seinfeld and Gary Shandling and Michael Keaton, and it was just the most amazing time. Wow. And um, uh, so I, I just uh, have a, 
real love for comedy and i and for that reason i adored um the marvelous mrs mazel oh yes that was great great show um, so if you're, if anybody wants to binge that, I had COVID back in 2020, and that's when I uh, I binged that. <laughs> yeah. Well, Laurie, I cannot thank you enough for joining us once again and sharing about your book Hollywood Haunted, the author's cut, and uh, <laughs> it's uh, you know just great to have you on here. I always enjoy having you with us. I so appreciate the opportunity, and uh, it's always. A- Tremendous pleasure to talk to another Beatle fan and Hollywood fan. <laughs> and a big thank you going out to Lori Jacobson for joining us here at On Screen or Beyond. And like I said earlier, it's always fun to have Lori on here. She's got some great stories. She's written some great books. And uh, she's just so fun to have. She's so enthusiastic about the, the stories she has. And if you want to get a little... You know, get a little hair rising on the back of your neck and uh, get a spooky story. Check out Hollywood Haunted, the author's cut from Laurie Jacobson. It's available on Amazon and a lot of different places. So uh, check that out because uh, I had a chance to look it over and read it. And uh, there's some really spooky stuff on there, like we were talking about in the interview. So I hope you'll check that out. And uh, we, like I said earlier, we've got a lot of things going on. We uh, have the store, the merchandise up here at onscreenandbeyond.com where you can get all kinds of stuff. So uh, check those out, uh, all kinds of great stuff. And uh, also, if uh, you want to get in touch with me, you can contact me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. I will see what I can do about uh, getting, you know, an answer to whatever questions you have, or if you just want to chat, whatever. But if you have a guest that you'd like to have here at On Screen and Beyond, help me out. Send me your suggestions. I'll see what I can do. Can't promise anything, but I'll see what I can do about it. And uh, we always enjoy hearing from you and seeing who you would like to have on here, because sometimes it sparks something, and I say, ah, I'm going to try to get that person, and I go and uh, you know see if I can find a connection. Or if you have a connection with somebody, that'd be even better because you know that makes it a little easier for me. But uh, it's always fun to try to find these people that you want to hear on on screen and beyond. So I thank you for doing that. I hope you'll keep it up, and uh, we've got more and more things coming your way from on screen and beyond. So I hope you'll uh, keep listening and tell a friend about on screen and beyond. Get the word out. If you're on one of the podcast providers getting it, Spotify or Apple or wherever you're getting it, subscribe to us so you automatically will get the episode when it comes. It's not a pay thing or anything like that. It's just, you know, you, they will send you the the uh, for the episode as soon as it comes out. Generally, I try to shoot for Sundays at around noon Eastern, 9 in the morning on um, the West Coast. But, uh, you know, it's not always... Perfect, but uh, so you don't have to look around with stuff if you've subscribed to the show, and uh, it will automatically go down to you. So uh, that's a good way to get things immediately. You don't have to start looking around for it. So if you want to do that, that helps us out too. And that's it. That's a wrap for this episode of On Screen and Beyond. So until next time, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. Mm-hmm.